0: Snow is falling all around me Children playing, having fun Tis the season for love and understand. I Happy Christmas Everyone Boom. Ta- Boom, 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 ta, boom, boom. Christmas freestyle, boom, boom, boom. Ba. Snow was falling all around me, you got that? Hey, you don't want to come at me, you big twat. Hey, you do have a big twat, big pussyhole. hole. Hey, man, you are a pussyhole. I'm so sorry that I went so vulgar. I just want to eat a burger. Hey, it's Christmas. It's a silly season, y'all. I want to put some chips in my gob. I want McDonald's and chips. I Want McDonald's and chips on the hips. Mate, moment on the lips. Then for the rest of your life, it's on your hips. Unless you want to lose weight. PT, go to a personal trainer, you big gee, You big fat gee, what's the matter with you? Why don't you just fucking lose that weight, you big tool? I don't know what is wrong with you. You've had some ten pints and now you want some gruel. You want some big food. You want some big goo. Put the t- tits on your head. Put the tits on your head. Why am I saying that? You need to put tits on your head happy christmas everyone uh welcome tony Campbell's shit show i'm gonna fix this mic here one tony campbell's shit show christmas christmas silly billy edition honk 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 that is the christmas goose bringing us in here for a brand new year of christmas i don't know what i'm talking about um how are you getting on have you got all your bits huh did i stutter answer me you know you know, earphones technically work both ways, they're just, uh, they're just wired differently, so listen, if you're listening to this, take out your earbuds, swap the red wire for the red, wi- red wire for the blue wire, and shout back at, at me through the microphone. It's now a, it's now a microphone. Have you got all your bits? Yes. I got whiskey stones for John and work. Because it's a, fa- it's a faux pas to put water and ice. In your whiskey, I got a ukulele for my nephew, who can't fucking read. I've got all my bits, and I've had a load of pints on the way. It's too many pints, guys. I haven't had my silliest of nights yet. I haven't had my silly night yet. I haven't gone ten deep. I haven't had so many pints of Guinness I can't open my eyes, and not because and not because I'm falling asleep. But because my face has got so puffy, I haven't had that out hango- that hangover, where it feels like I'm literally been unplugged from the matrix, and I'm like, <coughs> you know, that? I haven't had that yet. Um, but guys, it is, it is, it is the silly season, and look, this episode is not about that. This is not about the birth of Christ. Hey, man, uh, yeah you can sh- i'll take the gold um but you can keep the myrrh. you know that was one of my chat up lines um from last week um i had some christmas chat up lines one i didn't get to use you uh, use for you um was uh, hey baby i come bearing gifts gold frankincense and rarer kind of um Hey, girl, if I was Santa, I'd want dead ass on a salsa with some milk. Um. So, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, so whatever uh, this. This is not you know, the, the thing is Christmas. Christmas is Christmas gets less Christmassy the further into Christmas you get. Literally by, you know, Christmas Eve, you're like, I'm fucking done with this. You know what I mean? Christmas Day. Hey, let's watch the best of the two Ronnies Christmas specials on Dave. Remember Eartha Kitt? Of course I do, because I'm a fan of the original Batman series, where she played Catwoman. I think. Santa, buddy. Why is Michael Bublé so homophobic? That he cannot say baby, because Santa's a man. Santa Pally I mean the big fat cunt with the long white beard Why can't he just say um Santa baby I'm a man and you are a man We're maybe by because I have a wife but I can fuck you Why am I getting so blue when it's red? For Christmas. So I don't really have. I mean come on. I don't have nothing fucking Christmassy to talk about. Have you got your. Have you got your bits. Have you been a good boy. Have you been a good boy. Or hey. Do you. Did you do something this year. Are you in the middle. Of a circle of lies. About something you've done. If the truth came out now. Think about this. Would it ruin your friendship with your best friends? Ooh, you don't want to think about that. And that's not what Christmas is about. Forget what you did this year. This is the year of acting like, because you're in good mood for the month of December, you've been a good person all year. Right, I think that's uh, as good an intro as any. Welcome, everyone, on Christmas Eve, or whenever you're listening to this, to Tony Cantwell's complete and utter... Absolute shit show. shit show. I don't know, do shit show. yeah. you hear that? Me pouring pouring a bit of coffee. French press, baby. And let me tell you this, guys. Similarly to the Whiskey Stones. um, Well, not the same thing, but whatever. Um, You know when people get into something like coffee or whiskey and they they just leapfrog all the things and become a snob in it overnight? You know? Like, that's something that this generation has because of the internet. We can act like an expert in everything based on something that we've literally just read the day before. But let me tell you this. I know this about coffee. When you're putting a load of coffee in a French press and then your mate is pushing it down with like all of his emotions about all the bad things he did this Christmas, and he's like, duh, duh. you got to tell that guy, hey, let it stew, let it percolate. You're pushing it down too hard. I think you'll find once it's rested, it's easy to push down. Do you hear that shite outside? Do they not know I am making history? All the deliveries are coming in for Christmas uh, in the shop nearby, and you can fucking yeah, tell you you can fucking hear it. But anyway, guys, I don't really have ants to talk about Christmas. I'm all Christmas out. I'm all Christmas out, guys. Um But what I am gonna talk to you about is uh two films that I saw over the weekend. That I've given myself the time. To think about. And. you You know. I just don't want to vomit out. All. Whatever. Whatever. Over the weekend I went to go see Cats. And I went to go see Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. And. This is what we're going to do guys. I am going to talk about. I'm going to talk about. Cats. And I'm going to talk about. Star Wars and I'm going to talk about cats first um, because I feel like that's there's no spoilers in that you know um, I'll tell you what I'm not going to spoil everything I'll talk about everything but I won't tell you who gets the jellicle choice at the end right so don't worry about that I'm not going to spoil the ending um, and then I'm going to talk about Star Wars um, and if you're thinking oh god I hate the idea of both of these I'll see you next week that's fine, that's fine. Oh, I hope you. I hope your free content. I hope the free content didn't didn't annoy you. I hope me trying to help you on your commute to work. Didn't piss you off? The free content, guys. I'm not even selling ad space yet. Speaking of which, if you would like to be a, be a sponsor on this show, um, the the rates are very reasonable and i will sell anything hey guys have you ever noticed stat oil is class well what's even better let me tell you cigarettes and there is nothing wrong with either of them um so yeah i'm going but what i'm going to do is i'm going to talk about star wars um but i'm going to talk about uh it's spoiler free and then i'm going to um and then, if you want to continue listening, there'll be more spoilers when I when I really get into it. Star Wars, to be perfectly honest, is probably going to be the the the, the, the crooks, or should I say the hooks, of this uh, episode. But what I'm going to do, because I'm a real nice guy, is when I've before I start talking about spoilers, I'm going to end the show. Right, I'm going to end the show, theme song and all, so that you get closure, so that you get closure on this episode, so you don't feel. Jesus, because sometimes I listen to podcasts and they're like, "Well, if you want to stop listening now, we're going to be talking about spoilers." And I'm like, "I don't want to turn it off." You know what I mean? I feel like it's still on, and then I end up getting things spoiled for me. But don't worry, you guys. I am going to close this out, theme song and all, and then we'll start up again and we'll talk about spoilers. So, Cats. I went to go see Cats. Now, let me let me back let me backtrack a little bit here. Let me backtrack a little bit here, because, um, yeah, let me backtrack a little bit here. Uh, Basically, for people who don't know, I am the founder, chairperson, timekeeper, and head of um, the CCF Dublin. Um, CCF is uh, Cartoon Catfuckers Dublin. Um, don't worry guys, people have been asking me, we're going to be having the enamel uh, membership badges on sale in the new year. Um, and the Cartoon Catfuckers are a, a community of like-minded people who, since a very early age, possibly even their earliest, um, possibly even their earliest sexual uh, memory was to do with a cartoon cat. So in some cases it was Nala from The Lion King, in some cases it was uh tom from tom and jerry's uh absolute babe of a girlfriend um whatever it was there was an awakening it happened it happened and um we are um irrevocably changed um the ccf really came into uh, fruition or, or really came well it, it, it really unified um, when, uh, as I'm sure you've known from following my social media at Tony Horror, which I should actually highlight at the end of every episode, um, when we um, basically pulled together um, to have, like they did with Sonic the Hedgehog, where they released the trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog film. People were up in arms and then they re-edited uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, to make him look more palatable and um, ...for the consumer. Uh, we rallied together similarly... ...and we got all the way to... Uh, ...Bob Iger, the head of Disney... ...and asked him to change the character model... ...for Nala in the latest Lion King movie... ...to make uh, her more sexy. The photo likeness we were not happy with... ...it was too on the cat side. We were not happy with that. We wanted something in terms of a kind of cartoony... ...lovely sexy eyes... Uh, ...lovely lips um little black lips um sorry i'm salivating here um and we we wanted we wanted something and uh, we thought we were successful i was as you know invited to the premiere of the lion king Uh, as it turned out it had been a ruse i was uh, my um essentially my social media was hijacked to promote this trash and um the film that i saw was no re-edited um film Th- that this, this should this should have been this should have been step you know this should have been flag number one with disney but i want to talk um so naturally when the film cats was announced uh, i was getting message after message saying tony as chairperson of the ccf dublin what is your stance on tom hooper's cats now I'm going to get to that in a second but I think to put this into context I I want to tell you a bit about my history with cats not not the the musical I've never seen that, that trash but uh, in terms of um uh my relationship with actual cats and um where how I found the healthy balance of loving cats and being attracted to them so uh the first cat I ever fell for um Was, I don't even remember her name now, but um, she, uh, at my friend Emer's house, she used to have a lot of house parties. Um, You know, you just end up in a room somewhere, you know, and I was, I had a bit too much to drink and I was not acting myself. And I think I was going through my phase of, you know, going up to girls that I liked uh, saying stuff like, hey, am I scaring you? Am I blowing your mind? You know, that kind of thing. Just trying to be weird. Just trying to be weird for the sake of being weird, you know. Putting a putting a bloody a pillow on my head, acting like it was an admiral. Admirals. It was very admirable of me, like an admiral's three point hat. I don't know if you've ever done this at home, but basically, if you get a if you get a cushion and you punch in one of the one of the corners, you can wear it as a, th- as, a as a three corner hat. And I was doing that, and I was going around parties saying to girls I liked, "Am I scaring you?" So naturally, I ended up in a corner on my own and this gorgeous snowy white cat came over and lay in my lap and I gave it a little rub and I spent the whole night with this thing and it, we clicked we clicked on a different level we clicked on a he he saw she saw me in every way a, a, a man needs to be seen Um, whatever whatever the fuck I'm talking about I got on very well with this cat and I never really hung out with a cat we had a cat growing up me and my brother with tittles um and my brother constantly was trying to put tiddles on this little bike he was trying to make this he was trying to make tiddles cycle a bike so we would put his paws on the thing and then try and pedal his little paws as well and tiddles hated this so he used to like and run away uh from the room and so one day we came home and tiddles was gone and um i only remember having tiddles for a very short period of time and we said man, where's tiddles and my mom said, "Tiddles ran away because you were being too cruel with them. You were being so cruel to poor Tittles that Tittles ran away and essentially would rather die in the wilderness than be your friend. About four years ago, I found out that my mom actually gave Tittles away. So I've been living with that, you know, that cruelty. Anyway, look, I'm talking shy. So this was a new this cat. I got on very well with this cat, this new cat, and it set me on a new kind of. Um, I'm talking about this far too seriously. I'm talking about this far too seriously. Look, cartoon cats—they're fucking hot, man. And I've always said that if I was in, if I was a, if I was a um, a drag act, my drag persona would be a hybrid of an Andrew Lloyd Webber's cat from the musical Cats the stage musical, a mixture between that and Shawn Michaels. And I'd call him Litterbox with, with three X's. Um, so essentially an Android Lloyd Webber's cat with uh, all of Shawn Michaels's leather chaps and chains and all that kind of, you know, leather daddy stuff. My wife, um, for a couple of Halloweens ago, dressed up as an Android Lloyd Webber's cat to surprise me. And I genuinely, no word of a lie, couldn't even look or speak with her For most of the night. For about three hours. When she showed up. Dressed as this thing. Everything I thought I always wanted. um, It was like. It was like seeing a kid meet fucking Katie Taylor on the Late Late Show. I just froze. And I didn't know what to do. Um, But that's kind of my history of cats. Right. I mean, it's difficult to talk about it in this kind of hybrid, earnest way and also act like this character who really fucking fancies cats. But the reality is, I like them. So when Tom Hooper's Cats was announced, I thought, right, sexy cat people, this is going to be great. This is going to be everything, everything I always wanted. Turns out you can get too much of a good thing. Um, This guy, Tom Hooper, Apparently only finished editing this film the day before I saw it. I saw it on opening. I saw it opening day, right? Apparently, um, this guy finished editing this. I mean, you you saw the trailer. You know, it, it broke the internet. These guys are, they're sexy human bodies. But they have tails and ears that don't even go where cat ears go. Like, you know where cat ears go. Like, sometimes when you're drawing, when you're drawing a cat, um, when, you're drawing, when you're drawing a cat, depending on where you put the ears, you can accidentally make it look like... Um, sometimes you can accidentally... If you put the ears up too high, at the top of the head, it looks like a wolf. If you put them too much on the side, it looks like a mouse. So, it's difficult. But these things don't look like cats. They look like sexy dancers. They look like sexy dancers with no dicks. And especially Idris Elba when Idris Elba shows up as Macavity. And he's got that because he's got like that gorgeous kind of like brown shiny silky fur, you know. When he takes off his coat, you actually get to see his body. And he doesn't have a dancer's body, he's got a fucking jacked body. And so then you see his big shoulders, you see his big chest. You see his abs, his V, and then no dick, and you're like, "Where is this guy's dick?" Do you know what I mean? So you, I. That's the that's the bewildering thing, and I think that's the thing that people are trying aren't been able to put their finger on, who which species am I am I attracted to here? That's what's bewildering about it. It's like, wow, that cat is looking. Basically, they don't look like cats. They don't look like cats. And that's where they let down everyone. They let down the CCF. I mean, and it, it but it is a very, very horny film. I mean, there's scenes there's scenes that are they're pretty much saying, This is cum. There's a there's a lot of cum in this film. There's like, you know, there's a bit where they go to the milk bar with Jason DeRulo and they turn on all the taps and everyone's lying under them. Getting covered in milk. This is a fucking G-rated film, and there's another bit where they all go out to hang out with Judy Dench, and they they sit under the moonlight, and for whatever the for whatever happens, the moon gives makes their tails go hard, and they look like they're all coming. And you'd expect this is this is this has got to be Tony Cantwell's dream. Tony Cantwell, chairperson, timekeeper, adjudicator, member of the floor of the CCF community. You know, fancies cats, fancies Idris Alba. This guy's got to be swimming out of the aisles. But no, guys, the reality is it's a boring film. It's a boring film because these things don't look like cats. But having said that, I'll accept it. Like, I, I could have. It's, It's a short film. It's about 90 minutes long. I could have actually watched it. I could have watched it for hours because it looks so fucked up. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually really into how fucked up it looks. As long as you accept the fact that these are not humans and they're not cats, they're their own thing. I mean, come on. Do you ever play micro machines? Isn't it great when you see little things, when you think see things in perspective? Like, like there is bits where they're dancing with like a spoon that's the same size as them, and then they jump in a bin and that's the same size as them. You know, it's all over the place and it's definitely worth a watch. I'd say you'd enjoy it. It'd be a good Christmas film if it was on TV. Um, and it's also just so fun. Like, I mean, like if you've gone if you've gone to college and you've ever had to write a thesis or you've even had, you know, a, a geography thing that was part of the leaving cert, you know, something that you could do ahead of time and you're leaving it to the last minute and you're like, oh, my God, like and you're sweating and you're fucking... You're terrified and you're, you're, you're crying. You're whimpering to yourself because you haven't got this done. The stakes in that are so low. But that was Tom Hooper the day before getting this film out when he's trying to fix the faces of some of the biggest stars on planet Earth to make them look like cats the day before this thing went out. So I love that. But the reality is, guys, it's a boring film. Judy Dench is pretty hot. Judy Dench is pretty hot as old Deuteronomy. She's a big furry, which I think I'm into now. I think I'm into more of a kind of Maine Coon kind of cat, you know, rather than a kind of sleeky one. Uh, and then Ian, Mc- Ian McCallan is unreal in this. Ian McCallan is unbelievable. He just really embodies a cat. Like he acts like a cat. He does things that they didn't need to do in CG. He says stuff like, oh, well, you know, touch wood. And then he rubs his face against the wood. And then he, go, he hisses and he goes, have they just done that? I think I think it could have it could have pulled it off, but I don't want. I realized I don't want I don't want my sexy cats having hands and I don't want them having feet. You know, I don't like human feet at the best of time. I don't want to see it on a cat. Um, I just wrote there, Mr. Mistopheles so boring. It's a boring film, guys. The, the songs are boring. This is it. It's a difficult thing to talk about because it's not a very good film. But I appreciate them taking a swing and a miss at it. And I give it because I want to move on to Star Wars, I'm running out of time. I give it three stars. Some people have given it zero stars. I give it three stars. And I think it's definitely fucking worth the watch. It's not it's not a, it's not an unbearable watch. I'd give it I'd give it a lash. <sighs> Jesus, that was like fucking pulling teeth giving a review of that film. Um yeah. That's my review of Cats. I am now going to talk... Actually, do you know what? I'm going to pour myself a glass of water and I'm going to talk about Star Wars. Okay, listen. um, Listen, I know know you listen to this podcast. I know you guys... um, Well, maybe you don't. Maybe people listen to this for different reasons. Maybe people listen to it just to have a bit of company. Maybe they don't find me funny at all. Maybe some people listen to it because they like the little chuckles. Maybe people listen to it um, for my cat content, whatever it is. I don't think for the next... I'm probably going to be talking for the next 20 minutes about this film. And I don't think it's going to be very funny. Okay? I don't think... I'm I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be very funny. Um, Because it's different... It's difficult, rather, to speak. You know, like, you kind of look back and you're like, you know... something fairly traumatic that happened in your life. Like I remember, you know, I broke my, I remember, it wasn't even traumatic. You know, this shows how privileged my life has been. Uh, I remember my, uh, me and my brother were wrestling, right? And we were trying to do that thing where, you know, you do that kind of, he was trying to give me a Stone Cold stunner. And, you know, there was a bit where like The Rock, in whatever WrestleMania it was, you know, kicks Stone Cold, Stone Cold grabs the leg, spins him around, kicks him, gives him the stunner. So we did that, and then my my brother spun me around, and I, I I fell and broke my arm. Now you know I wasn't laughing about the fact that you know I broke my arm three days after it happened, but years later I can look back and think oh, it was funny. That was funny how I broke my arm. It was funny how I couldn't sleep all night. I this I'm 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 too. This film has happened too recently that I can't be funny about it. I am just so unbelievably disappointed. I am just so I was angry and now I'm sad. So I don't know where this review is gonna is gonna fall. This film uh, Do you know I'm second I'm thinking let's think of that French improv guy in my head, right? Don't be so you wouldn't treat a dog like that. I'm just going to get my thoughts out and I'm not going to judge them, okay? This film is the biggest piece of shit. This film is offensively bad. This film... There was two Jurassic Worlds that came out, whatever, in the last five years, right? Um, And in the first Jurassic World, you know, they had that scene where they had this big thing that kind of like, you know, uh, this big, massive fucking... Megalodon or whatever it is that fucking jumps out of the 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 big sea life area of Jurassic World, they're hanging fucking great white sharks for scale, and this thing jumps up and eats it in its mouth, and it's like, wow, that's cool. It's so stupid, but it's cool, and then it eats it, and you're like that. This is like a thing in the middle of the park, you know, people are watching, and then all the pterodactyls start flying at people, right? That's what happens in Jurassic World. In Jurassic World Two or whatever it's fucking called, um, they that that enclosure where that is, is not in the center of the island. It's now on the side of the island for the sake of the fact that they need to open it up. They need to open up the enclosure so this thing can actually get out to the sea. In the opening scene, these guys break in to try and release this thing. Or they try and open it and then this thing escapes, however it happens, right? So from one film, they changed dramatically the park layout. And the only reason for that is, the, the, like the only explanation for that is, if you were, if you were to ask them If you were to ask Colin Trevero, or whoever made the second film, why did you do that? The only logical answer is, fuck you. The only logical answer is, I didn't think you, idiots, would care. Or notice. Or what difference does it make? Or, chill out, man. But whatever. That pissed me off at the time. That pissed me off. I was like, right, they don't give a fuck about fans of Jurassic Park, but in reality, Jurassic Park should have only ever been one film. It should have not been anything more than that. This is just it's just fun times. It's fun just to see the nostalgia, you know? It's fun just to see the nostalgia. This film. This is the same fuck you. I honestly believe this is the same complete fuck you. I was really I was really disappointed. You know, as you know the Emperor's back uh the emperor's back okay i'm okay how do I... I'm gonna try and talk about this film spoiler free for about seven minutes, okay, and then I'm gonna get into it, and I'm gonna go step by step this film and what i what I liked what I disliked okay, and then at the end I actually had I actually asked that um I asked on my Instagram for people to send me things that they liked about the film, so that maybe we can actually have a bit of an unbiased part about this, and maybe there, maybe maybe I maybe I was, maybe I am too emotionally attached to this, um. So we'll have that at the end. But without without giving too much away, all right? Um, I don't think the film before this. The Last Jedi is a perfect film, okay? I really didn't like their underutilization of Finn. I think it's a very interesting character. It, it, it showed, at least in The Force Awakens, which I, isn't a film I like. J.J. Abrams keeps saying that there's things like that. He keeps saying that there are things that are like um, uh, rhyming. He says these films are like poetry, whether they rhyme. So they rhyme like the other films. I felt like The Force Awakens rhymed too much with Star Wars A New Hope. But I liked Finn. That was a new element. All of the new elements I really enjoyed. Um, I liked Finn. I liked the fact that, and I remember thinking at the time, wow, we're going to have, this guy's a former stormtrooper. We're going to be able to see elements of the Empire. Not that it's even the Empire. It's the fucking First Order. I'll talk about that more. We're going to... Do you know what? Sorry, I just need to, I need to have fucking, there's no way of getting into this without fucking spoilers, okay? So if you don't want to hear about Star Wars, let me tell you this. I'll give you this, right? My review of Star Wars. Uh, one star. Wars. One star, okay? I give this film one star. I thought, the Irish Times, the Irish Times called it uh, unworthy of the word cinema. And I remember reading that thinking, how the fuck can they even say that oh look you're just looking for some clickbait and i completely understand it it lacks vision it lacks creativity it lacks logic it it lacks sense it lacks even a basic respect or understanding of the franchise and its characters or even its own its own trilogy it lacks an understanding of the film before it lacks an understanding of the first film that the guy fucking made for himself. So that's it. That's my review of Star Wars. Uh, One star. Guys, I am going to um, sing you my little Christmas song that I wrote for Christmas about elves on a shelf. And I'll see you in a second so I can get into the spoilers. I am just a little elf Sitting upon my shelf, oh, won't you come and sit with me? Here we are, it's Christmas time. Let's have some mince pies and mulled wine. Celebrate the season of fun and glee. You've come home with Bill again, why do you keep getting back with him? He doesn't treat you like he should. Cause I'm watching you all season long I watch you put on that Mrs. Thong to thung, thung, thung Oh, I'm made of felt, but I'm made of wood <clears throat> Sitting here between a book and a wall I sit here staring, I see all And I'll keep smiling even when you frown Cause I am just a little elf And you should really start looking after yourself And don't let those dumb boys get you down I put my little elf hand right on your clit And go to fucking town on it Show you how it feels to love a man I bury my little plastic face right in your puss We're floating in space, it's just the two of us Now tell me, can not Bill fuck you like I can I'm just a little elf sitting upon my shelf. Oh, won't you come and sit on me? <laughs> <laughs> From the opening, the First line of this film, you get the opening crawl Da 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 and you're like, okay, do you know what? I'm in. I'm in again. This is Star Wars, baby. Let me tell you about Star Wars. I remember right, I was sick and my mom used to work in a Montessori and she couldn't leave me at home, so she brought me over to the Montessori, which was in in this woman's house, and they just sat me in a room. They sat me in a little den. And they're like, look, I remember there was just walls and walls of videos and they were like, put on whatever you want. Put on whatever you want there and just you're going to have to stay in here pretty much for the day because I was contagious. But I I had to be nearby my man. First thing I put on was the Empire Strikes Back, right? I put on the Empire Strikes Back. It was on VHS. I hadn't even seen A New Hope, right? And then the opening crawl and the fucking hairs on my neck just seeing the opening crawl. And I didn't even understand what was going on. I hadn't seen A New Hope. And then you see the Battle of Hoth. You were scared by the Wampa. You see Yoda, and you're like, "Wow, this is incredible!" the 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 fucking Lando double cross, and you're like, "What?" Uh, you see Luke, Vader's on Dagobah. What? He cuts the face off. It's Luke inside that. What? And then he's like, "I gotta go." And Yoda's like, "No, you can't. You're gonna die." And he's seeing these visions, and he goes, and then the fucking face off, hand gets frozen. There's bounty hunters. There's love. There's Harrison Ford being a fucking charming rogue. There's incredible sexual chemistry between the two. They just had unbelievable chemistry. Um, There's the music. There's the asteroids. They go into the asteroid and then the big mouth comes out. What are you fucking kidding me? And then there's the face-off. Luke, sorry, this guy I've been following, gets his hand cut off. What? How's he going to get that back? And then the fucking crux of that, he finds out that cunt's his dad. Oh, my God. All hope is lost. What is going to happen? I love these films. I love it. That time when I watched it, I just I was genuinely I think I had measles at the time. And I think even my eyes were itchy and the back of my throat was itchy and fur. And then after that, I put on Return of the Jedi and then I put on A New Hope and I watched all of them there that day. And it was through my sickness, one of the best days of my life was when I saw these films. So I have a bit of an a- a- attachment to them. The two Christmases after that, I think that was, no, maybe three years after that, they had the re-releases. And I loved I loved all the re-releases. I loved the fact that they put Jabba the Hutt in and, you know, all this crap. And they were like, oh, wow, and all these fucking Womp or whatever the fucking sand crawlers are going out, or whatever, all the uh, extra special effects. And I loved it all. And I was, like, a bit skeptical of it then, you know. I was there for the prequels opening day. I went to go see all of them opening day. I loved all of them at the time. I was maybe convinced by other people afterwards that they weren't very good, even though I would, I would comfortably put on, you know, The Phantom Menace a lot. So I love these films. So when I see the opening crawl, and it's like... And then you see the dead speak. And I knew the Emperor was back. And it says Emperor Palpatine is back... He has been sending sinister messages. What, like dick pics out to the fucking rebels? He's been sending sinister messages. There's been rumors about him back. I really, really, really didn't want the Emperor in this film. I didn't want anything that echoed to Return to the Jedi. Because it just didn't make sense. They tried to introduce that whole idea with Snoke someone more powerful and it just didn't make sense and then you see in the first oh my god I'm just so upset you see Kylo Ren uh, going on something he's pissed off he then finds this fucking thing that couldn't look anything more like a MacGuffin this little pyramid thing that's hooked up to wires like this is technology I've never even seen in Star Wars hooked up to his TIE Fighter which means he can enter this dimension which I was just actually relieved to see wasn't time travel, I was terrified it was uh, immediately going to be time travel, goes to this Emperor world, this Sith world, and in the first five minutes, the Emperor's back, he has proven the fact that he actually made a clone of Snoke, and that in his hiding, the Death Star blew up. The Death Star blew up in space. And actually, he blew up. Before the Death Star blew up, he was fucked into a, into a reactor. He blew up. He was killed by Darth Vader. And then the Death Star blew up and he was shot out into space. And what were his followers? Just out there and be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to see if I can pick up any rubbish. And like, it, He died, right? And somehow, now, in the first five minutes, he's back. He is the head of everything. He is the main villain. And he has a legion of ships that have planet exploding guns. As powerful as the Death Star from the fucking Force Awakens. This thing that is more powerful than the Death Star that can just blow up a planet. The thing was a fucking planet. And he's got a legion of these ships. And then it's like... The final order, Will. The final order. Who the fuck are the first order? Where did the first order come from? How? How? you had three films, these prequels, that introduced the idea that there was a galactic senate that they introduced clone troopers as an army. This was a peaceful senate. They had to introduce clone troopers um, to basically fight the Trade Federation. This was the whole idea, that they were at war now. The, gal- the, the planets were at war. Okay? Now, the films aren't great, but it, it takes three films to understand how these guys got an army, how this thing happened, right? Uh, and then eventually, then the emperor takes over Basically instills, uh, you know, a, a very right wing, and these this this army is then used for 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 evil. That's essentially what happens, right? Who are the first order, and how are they more powerful than the empire? That's not even explained. But we've moved past that now. We've now moved on to the final order, right? And you have these massive ships run by fucking zombies, and now this is the main villain. This is why the first. Anything that I enjoyed about this film, I couldn't enjoy because it was built on a foundation of shit. It was built on a pyramid of shit that someone then put a fucking McFlurry on top of it. Oh, the other ice creams are available. I couldn't eat it because I knew what was based under it. So anything that I enjoyed about this film, Daisy Ridley's performance, uh, Adam Driver's incredible performance, which JJ tries to fucking stifle by putting the fucking helmet back on. Why? You child You fairy. How dare you? Ryan Johnson didn't make a very good film. He made it he made it he made the best film of this trilogy. I don't like what he did with Finn. I don't like how he took him away from everyone. I don't like um Poe Dameron being so fucking blind to everything and having this fucking revelation and I didn't think that was a good kind of arc for him. And I didn't like the fucking I didn't like Casino Planet. I didn't like the whole story about him about them running out of fuel. It's fucking sucked. And I didn't like that what they did to poor Donald Gleason. But who knew they would even do even worse with this Donald Gleason? I tell you what, I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go order by order here because And again, look, I'm sorry if this isn't funny, right? Next, I tell you what the next episode is, is going to be a, a, a the next episode of this is pure self-improvement it's all about being new you, new me it's, I'm going to talk about my struggles with trying to get fit and blah 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 and there's going to be some guided mi- mindfulness um, provided by me for, for next week episode it's going to be f- chock full of gags this, it's free content guys you don't have to listen if you don't want to anyway, the dead speak, fuck off this fucking MacGuffin, fuck off I'm telling you this right my fingers, and I'm not joking, were sore from flipping the screen off, from giving the finger to this screen. I was there with a group of my lads, and I, like, they actually, Jordan was next to me, and he said, you need to stop shouting, because I kept saying, fuck off, to the screen. I'll tell you what I like. I like Ray. I like Finn. I like Poe. And I like their dynamic. I like that Poe was a bit roguish, but a bit stupid. I like that Finn is also a bit stupid. Um, and I like his reaction. And I think the performances from all of them are great. And I like Ray. Right? And I loved the fact that they reintroduced C3PO in this in a more kind of um, comic relief capacity. Did they treat him a bit like Screech from Saved by the Bell? Yes. Were they maybe a bit bullyish? They were like almost like, I, fu- I fucking hate hate you, 3PO. This guy is doing everything for you. He's just translated the language and I, I, you know, I didn't mind the fact that they're going to planet to planet to pick to get things that they have to no I didn't like that you know who am I kidding there's a pyramid that they have to get and also the fucking Jedi Bible and there's a picture of it in it there is no Jedi Bible it's passed down person to person the Jedi Bible that Ray has. Oh, I'm just gonna check my book. Oh, hang on, the thing from two minutes ago is also in this book. How gratifying. But anyway, they go to the fucking Indian planet with all the elephants and yeah, it's decent world building. It's fun, right? They're celebrating fucking Diwali um, and that's good fun. Um, and then Ray uses her fucking healing. Oh, God. I don't even know if I can do this, guys. What do we got here? Right. They have to go... They have to go to... the Indian planet. Because that's where Luke went. When they get there... Ray shows off a couple of new force powers, which can fuck off, by the way. The healing thing can fuck off. The entire premise of episode three was the fact that Anakin Skywalker, the most powerful Jedi with the highest metachlorian count of all time, wanted to find a way of healing. And even Palpatine couldn't do this skill. He said it could potentially be taught. Healing, okay? Um, so the entire premise of this film is that Anakin turns against the Jedi who have not been able to, who have been training him for years, for maybe even 20 years at this stage, have not been able to train him in healing. And only the Sith can apparently do this. That is why he leads a rampage and kills all of the Jedi, okay? Is this healing power. This is this, is this unbelievable power. How is it that Rey right? A Jedi. With no training. With, with, with a montage training. Like, Luke Skywalker is not a great Jedi. He isn't. He is, he, if you look at him against other Jedi, he doesn't do a force push. Very powerful. He does a big jump sometimes. That's not what it's about. He's a, he is a well-developed character outside of being a Jedi. And you see him change. When he shows up in Return of the Jedi and he's this confident, he actually looks like a different person. He carries himself so differently that there's conspiracy theories that they got in a different actor because Mark Hamill's performance is so different. It's on a par with my, fav- one my favorite, one of my favorite, I'm jumping all over the place here. But one of my favorite comic book, my favorite comic book film of all time is the original Richard Donner Superman. Because my favorite thing about it is, um, is what's his fucking name? Christopher Reeves Christopher Reeves performance as Clark Kent and his performance as Superman are chalk and cheese they're so different and they're so gratifying and he's fabulous right how do I get onto this anyway healing so how is it that Ray, on a whim on a whim thinks she can heal and thinks she can pass force energy into a snake why why not just kill the thing? But anyway, healing can fuck off. And you know what? I'm going to talk about Mandalorian a little bit after this because I do actually really enjoy the Mandalorian. Um, The healing can fuck off. And I think Baby Yoda, the fact that they brought in healing for him in the Mandalorian, I don't know if you've seen that. Sorry if that's a spoiler. I think they brought that in to make that palatable, that people weren't just going to fucking balk at the idea that Ray's doing this. Lightning? Okay, fine. Lightning? Fine. In fact, I liked that. And I loved the idea of the consequence that this, that Ray is actually a bit more powerful than we've thought. Does she need to be a bloodline? No. Does she need to be the Emperor's fucking granddaughter? No. She doesn't need to be anything. Ryan Johnson brought in this idea. I'm so sorry about this guys. I'm jumping all over the place. Ryan Johnson brought in in The Last Jedi the idea that anyone can be a Jedi. That bloodlines are not important. That Ray, your parents don't matter. And that was and I thought that was fabulous. I loved it. And then Ryan Johnson completely undoes that by saying Uh, Adam Driver Ray I told you your parents were no one and that's right they were but your grandfather was Emperor Palpatine Emperor Palpatine someone who no one has been talking about for the five hours that these the previous films have been in existence no one's been talking about this no one was talking about the Emperor and they're like what? Palpatine? so as well as that what was I saying? Um, As well as that, this whole fucking bloodline thing, you know. What am I? Fuck. I don't fucking know. The throne of the Sith. Here's another note I wrote. The throne of the Sith. The Sith language. Fuck off. You can't just fucking make things up. Like, you can't just be like... Like, that's why the later seasons of The American Office pissed me off, right? Well, they didn't piss me off, but they'd be like... Michael, or what do you mean Michael? It'd be like Dwight, later on, before after Michael would be gone, Dwight would walk in and he'd be dressed as an octopus. And it'd be like, uh, you know, fucking Jim would be t- to camera. <laughs> okay, so every, uh, every fourth uh, Friday uh, of April, every year, Dwight comes in believing he's an octopus. Well, this year I thought that... And it's like, what the fuck? Like, whatever. How many fucking traditions can you have? You've literally had as many traditions as there are days. So you can't just then fucking... I can accept that because I love it and it's a comedy. This, the Pyramid of the Sith, and there are two. Oh, great. That means you can get one. The Dagger of the Sith. The Coin of the fucking Republic. The Throne of the Sith. The Language of the Sith. You can't just make stuff up. You can't. You don't get to do that. You inherited a film. And this is what you get hiring the guy who wrote fucking Justice League to write your film and then they have to go they leave the sand planet and they have to go to the black market because they have to have because they have to get they have to get someone who can undo C-3PO's mind so that he can read the Sith language and to be fair do you know what they get to them and this is the best part of the film Babu Freak Babu Freak Babu Freak, the little, the little tiny puppet man, is the fucking best thing about this. Babu Freak is unreal. Every time he was on the screen, screen, me and the lads were like, yo! We were loving it. So we will take Babu Freak, right? But then when they're on their way to the black market, they go off in that other ship, the one that Ray remembers from when she was a child. And it takes off, right? And it has blue thrusters. And then behind it, a ship with red thrusters... Because red means bad... It's this sort of fucking spoon feeding... That is just so... Like how about... How about... How about we look back on this film... In about four years... And we look for the easter eggs... How about that? How about that for gratification? How about we don't need immediately... I'm actually going to faint... I wrote down here in my notes... If this, ca- if this was a campaign... A D&D campaign run by seven-year-olds, I would say it was too one-dimensional, right? They need to go to get, thing, to get the thing, to get the thing, to get the thing, to get the thing, in that order. There is no, we need to get the pyramid, but, no, there's nothing in the way. We need to get the thing, to get the thing, to the thing, and, the, and there's people following them every single every single step of the way. We need to get the thing, but this, and with that, it means this. There's none of that happening. There's no, there's no it's just, get, get to A, go to B, go to C, go to D. Then they get the dagger. There's a medallion. To board what? (sighs) What did I... I wrote down here. Who are the First Order? Because seriously, guys, you have the... How long did it take the Empire to become the Empire? And then the First Order just pop up overnight. And this is the thing. They have no affinity with the Empire. Apparently, they have no affinity with the Empire. Which is why then you have fucking... Um, Richard E. Grant who was a follower of the Empire now following the Emperor Emperor Why did he need to be a clone? Why? Why? A clone? And what was he communicating? How was he so powerful? How was the Emperor so powerful? He blew up and then the Death Star blew up and this cunt is on a fucking drip How is he communicating and pulling strings all across the galaxy and having a more powerful legion of fleets when this is a guy who had to work his entire political career just to get that? And now it's just he has even... It makes no sense. And then whatever. They find out fucking... They find out Chewbacca has been held captive. They use the Rocketeer's coin to board the superstar destroyer and the, what do they do they get on there with no plan they have no plan whatsoever when when the, uh, the 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 millennium falcon and how many times has this happened now they've gone on board a star destroyer or they've gone on board the death star or they've gone on board a thing in 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 a, in a new hope the Millennium Falcon gets pulled in and they make a decision that they're going to smuggle themselves, they're going to let the stormtroopers come on and then they're going to shoot them and they're going to come out dressed as stormtroopers. That's a plan, okay? In this, they land. This is a Super Star Destroyer with potentially 10,000 stormtroopers on it and they just run off and they start shooting and they're like, we're just going to find Chewie. We're just going to find him. We're just going to find him. And this fucking helmet. J.J., I'm sorry, man. They took away the helmet. Because Ryan Johnson, a fucking auteur director, realized that Adam Driver's face is one of the best things about his performance. And you don't want to fucking hide that under a helmet. And he's not trying to be Darth Vader anymore. And he goes back and he's looking at the fucking Darth Vader helmet. You don't get to do that. I'm so sorry, guys, that this is boring. You don't get to do that. You don't get to just go back. You inherited You inherited a world where it took three films to build, to build a legion of ships and an army. So that's, that's the clip you have to go by, JJ, if you want to get the same thing. You inherited a world where healing doesn't exist. It is something that is dangled over the head of a Jedi to make them do things and turn to the Sith. It is not something that an apprentice just gets to fucking do on a worm. You don't get to do that. Now, I will say this. New Jedi power. Rey and um, Kylo communicating through space. Love it. Did you come up with it? No. Ryan Johnson did. Did you add to it that if someone cuts a fucking barrel, berries can spill in another world? Yes, you did. And you fucked it. The things you inherited, you fucking ruined. And the things... Like, honestly... The money that goes into this, you couldn't have come up with a better way of this working. Pal, and also they get on board the ship and poor fucking Donald Gleason, who, to be fair, Ryan Johnson, you fucking made him a fucking laughing stock. He had the most unbelievable thing. And that was a great dynamic. You have General Hooks and Kylo Ren, both vying for daddy's attention. Love that. Don't like Snoke. Like the fact that there's someone up. It could have been a Grand Moff Tarkin. It could have been someone like that. It could have been just someone who's ahead of the First Order that they're vying for their attention. I like that dynamic. Two warring siblings. They fucking shit can that. Ryan Johnson made him a laughing stock. You look at that speech where General Hooks is giving a speech to the to the First Order on uh, Starkiller Base. It's incredible, and his eyes look like they're gonna bust out of his skull. Then he gets this fucking line. They find that there's a spy in this film. He's like, I'm going to, he's like, right, let me kill them. Shoots the, st- shoots the fucking stormtroopers, right? And then they turn around, what? And then he says, I'm the spy. That is, that's the intelligence that JJ thinks you are. This is the respect this guy gives you. Thinks there's no way you're going to possibly figure that out in any more nuanced way than giving Donald Gleason three words in this film that says, I'm the spy. Palpatine's granddaughter, fuck off. And then, right, I actually thought what they did with Leia looked decent, right? I can appreciate Carrie Fisher's dead and they had all the footage from Force Awakens and they did a good job. I thought they did a good job. Some people said that her head looks too big for her body. I thought it looked great. But then you have to have a lot of people giving exposition about her. And then you have your one, Mia, whatever her name is, you know your one with the fucking assholes for eyes. You have your one with the assholes for eyes saying to R2-D2... R2. only Leia knows what needs to be done to reach her son will take all the strength she has left why are you even saying that I know why you're saying it so you can explain the fact that there was no lines for Leia to say and she's going to disappear and then they bring in Harrison Ford and I wrote down here in my notebook how fucking dare you how dare you and then what do they do what do they do? They can't maybe make it out that uh, the Han Solo was maybe a Jedi. That maybe Han Solo has some sort of force powers. No. They have um, Kylo Ren. This is a memory. Do you know what? I'm jumping all over the place because I will say this. I'm not going to everything in order here. Just the notes that I have. The fight between the two of them I thought was good. Anything with Ray and Kylo I thought was great. And I thought the Leia reaching Kylo and saying Ben and then Ray taking advantage of that and killing him it was good. I loved that. And I thought maybe because of their connection, she could pass on some sort of force power. I might take that. Her healing a fucking slug. I'm not taking that. But then they bring Harrison Ford back and you hear, you hear it. And he's like, my son, you know, and all that stuff. And then Kylo says, oh, this is, this is just a memory. I know this is just a memory. And you have to explain that to the fans. This is just a memory. Well, then you don't get to do that. You don't get to bring back a character if it's a memory. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's a memory. This is just boring. I'm so sorry, guys. Feel free to just fucking bow out of this. Honestly, next week is going to be a funny episode. I, I, I can assure you this. And then Harrison Ford... And then she's on the fucking Skelligs. And she's like, I'm going to give up. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then she throws her lightsaber away. And it's caught by fucking Luke. So there you go. There you are. Let me fucking force feed you this. You had fucking Leia. You had Han. Now you've got Luke. And I just wrote here, you can fuck off. Carve your own path. And Lando earlier, I didn't mention that. Lando is on the... is on. Lando apparently went to this... A planet full of elephants with Luke and what never left. This is a guy who enjoys the finer things in life. This is a guy who's essentially the king of Bespin, had his own robot butlers, and what now he's living in a as a fucking Jawa, as a fucking Jawa. Why it makes zero sense, and also he's just laughing at everything, he keeps showing up <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then Ray is like, "How am I going to get off this thing? The X Wing's gone. At least I have the magic MacGuffin that can get me to the Emperor." And then Luke lifts the ship, and they play the music from *Empire Strikes Back*, where they're trying to do this thing. They're trying to masquerade. They're trying to make me feel like I felt when Yoda, little Yoda, raised the X Wing out of the swamp in Dagobah, and Luke, the on the the the. The person who didn't believe. He was not a true believer. I'm trying to say what. The fucking non-believer. The non-believer couldn't believe that this little rat man could lift his X-Wing. And he says. I, and the music swells. As, and the lights. And Yoda lifts this thing. This tiny thing. You see the full power of the Jedi. For the first time. This is a power you've never seen before. And Luke says. I don't believe it. And Yoda says. And that is why you fail. Oh, on my nipples are hard right now thinking about it. And then they try and recreate that. Fucking how dare you. And then I just wrote, where did the ships come from? Where did the First Order come from? Fuck you. Fuck you. And I actually wrote this line. I wrote here, everyone here in the cinema is now dumber having seen this film. Whatever, it gets to the end. The Iron Throne, they have to take out the satellite again. They have to take out the satellite again to bide time. Luke says as well, oh yeah, take both lightsabers. You're going to need Leia's lightsaber as well. That's Leia's lightsaber. I had it. I had it for whatever reason. I brought it. I took it away. And you know what? Actually, I liked I liked seeing the CG um them training. I'd watch I'd watch a CG film of Leia and Luke in training. I like the idea of Leia being a Jedi. I do like that. Um, I mean, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, Unreal. OK, I need to get my I need, I need to fucking I need a wrap. I need to get my thoughts together here, OK? Um, the Emperor, right? The Emperor, this lad on a fucking drip. This is a guy, this is the reanimated corpse of a Jedi, of of, of a Sith, who was killed by Darth Vader. This guy was killed. So he was bested by a Jedi. He was bested in hand-to-hand combat with a Jedi in his prime. So how is it this motherfucker on a fucking drip is able to take out Rey... Who seems to be the most powerful Jedi of all time inexplicably. And Kylo Ren who also is able to stop fucking blaster fire in midair. And is also one of the most powerful fucking Jedi of all time. These two guys can carry fucking ships. They can prevent ships from taking off. Yet this guy on a fucking drip has uh, has been able to build an even bigger army. What did he get fucking lucky? What is this cult? Oh my god! Anyway, and then he and then he's able to incapacitate these two, take out his fucking lightning. Then out, uh, then the fucking ships all show up, and Lando's like, "Woohoo!" and all this fucking stuff. And also, you can't use the Star Wars theme. You can use inflections of, this, of the actual, the main Star Wars theme, you know, in a mini heroic moment. But then you have to bring it in. You can't have, all, all the ships are showing up. You can't have all that. All the ships show up and it's the main Star Wars. What's that reminiscent of? The fucking opening credits. You can't do that. You have to have, you know, elements of it. You can't just fucking have the main Star Wars crawl. Anyway, then he sucks powers out of the fucking two of them. And then he has what? Super lightning. Super lightning, really? So all of these ships that have Death Star cannons on them are not as powerful as the Emperor who is able to incapacitate every ship in the galaxy I'm actually crying. I'm actually crying, guys. It's just so disappointing. It's so disappointing. And then at the end, she has one lightsaber. One lightsaber against lightning. Okay, whatever. They can absorb lightning, fine. And then she goes, he goes, I am all the Sith. And then she goes, I am fucking, I am Iron Man takes out the other lightsaber, two lightsabers. Oh, that wins. You have no idea. This guy has no idea about Star Wars, two lightsabers. That wins, does it? Because you're an idiot, because I'm an idiot. Oh, but then she got the extra lightsaber. It's just so fucking bad. It's just so it's not funny. That's the thing. This is what's disappointing. Cats was not sexy enough, or interesting enough, or at, at any point that that you know I can even talk about it. You know, in a, in a funny way, this is just disappointing. And I, do you know, I I did ask that people would send in um uh some things that they liked about it, right? So I'll, I'll read out a couple of here, just things that things that people things that people liked. Um, about the, about the new Star Wars. So hang on a second. Um, let's see here. Excellent emotional type of story. Kylo Ren's redemption is amazing. I didn't mind Kylo Ren's redemption. Yeah, I think Kylo Ren's redemption in isolation would have been very good. It's such a fucking shame, though, that he couldn't just be the supreme leader on his own. Imagine that. Imagine the redemption when he would have given up everything. Um, visual effects. Yeah, it was good. It's a marriage story from the perspective uh, of the kid caught in the middle of it all. That's very cute, Kieran2054. Um, yeah, like everyone's saying, look, Kylo, great. Kylo, loads of fun. Um, Ray, loads of fun. A lot of people saying that um, the, the kind of Indiana Jones aspect of it, that they had to get all these ruins and stuff like that. There's elements of that that I wouldn't have minded. You don't put that in the third film. Maybe you put it, they did put it at the start of the film, but there was too much exposition up top. Um Adam Driver's performance. This is all I'm getting. Adam Driver's performance. Uh incredible. Um Babu Freak absolutely was number one. Um and actually someone said best ending to a franchise I've ever seen. I don't know if they're being sarcastic. Actually, was that? Um uh, I actually do you know what? I liked the ending. I really liked the ending. I really, if if the film that had happened, if the film that I saw hadn't happened, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But Ray on Tatooine burying the lightsabers, they're gone. And she's like, "I'm not setting up a Jedi academy. I'm living my life. I'm living a life as a recluse. People are happy now. And that's it. And if she wants to call herself Ray Skywalker because she had never had a name, and that's the family that she feels closest to, so be it. What's your name, Ray? What's your surname, Skywalker? Fine. What other things? What other things were people saying? Um, uh, let's see here. Everyone's just saying Ben and Ray, and I totally agree. Um, Leia being a Jedi was cool. See, this is like there's 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 minor elements. That I think in safer hands, in better hands, it could have pulled it off. Look, uh, guys, I know you listen to this podcast just for a bit of fun. Um, and we'll have a lot more fun next week. I haven't enjoyed. I haven't enjoyed. I haven't enjoyed talking about this. I actually like we when we walked out of the cinema, we actually hugged us. We hugged each other. Mima mates. And we just said, it's over. R.I.P. Star Wars and long live the fucking Mandalorian. Okay, here's where we're getting excited, guys. You need to be watching The Mandalorian. Actually, you know, I've been talking too much here. I'll talk about The Mandalorian, how much I love it in another episode because I've been talking just far too much here. So this is how I'm playing you out. I hope you have a very fucking gorgeous Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. And I'll chat to you next week uh, before I catch you for the year in review. Uh, And we'll be talking about getting fit, getting famous uh, and um, whatever, fucking whatever. New year, new you. Wait, wait, come back. Come back. Guys, I talked about it earlier. About not having that night on the pints. I had it. I had it last night. And I forgot to add my tour dates um, at the end of this podcast. So I'll, I'll let you know now. I'm in bed, I'm recording this on my phone I could get up and plug in my mic But I'm not plugging that in Anyway uh, February 7th and 8th I'm in the Town Hall Theatre in Galway. February 14th Valentine's Day Come see me for a romantic Night in Cypress Avenue in Cork Uh, I believe February 15th or 13th I think it's 15th uh, I am in Bray for the Bray Comedy Festival uh, February 20th, I'm in Limerick in Dolans February 22nd, I'm in the Abbey Tavern in Hoth Limited tickets available March 14th, I'm in Rattoth March 21st, I'm in Dundalk in the Spirit Store um, March 25th and 26th in the Sugar Club That's sold out um, And March 27th in Blanche so there you have it now. Great stocking and fillers and last minute gifts or New Year's presents, whatever. Go much better.